0: Welcome to the Journey with Umpo Podcast, a
1: sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing
0: your host, Mpa. Welcome to Journey with Me. Thank you for tuning in. Remember when I said this is a space for love, healing, and rediscovering your purpose? Well, this episode focuses on the love aspect of things. I bring the feminine energy to the show, and although this is often well appreciated, I thought it would be good to invite the men from Mars just to allow the audience, mostly ladies, to gain a better understanding of the macho energy. In this day and age, relationships are similar to having a second job. Things like regular attendance, good communication, teamwork, anger management, listening skills, emotional intelligence, and so many other characteristics affect how well people relate. In the studio with us, I have two intellectual, well-spoken, free-spirited, and gentle males. Z from Baltimore is back on the show. You will remember him from episode two. Off the mic, Z and I often find our conversations driven by the need to understand how love and humans work. Our second guest is a man who has also been on the show. His episode release, Conversations with Bodhi, was last week. That particular episode had two hours worth of recordings, and we still proceeded to talk more off the mic. His perspectives on love and life are refreshingly phenomenal. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How was the trip from Mars?
2: Oh man, it was long. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad to be back on Earth. It's uh it's where I belong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Are there any females on Mars or is it just you guys?
2: Uh it's just robots. So
1: uh, Yeah, robots and water, that's about it. Yeah,
2: that was, <laughs> it's kinda hard to adjust, you know. Earth is where where it's at you used to it? The Robot Honeys is cool, too.
0: <laughs> what kind of stuff do they talk about?
2: Mostly beeps, ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they love it, so, you know, it's cool.
0: Let's jump right into the show. First impressions, do they matter?
2: Oh, yes. First impressions, um, I mean, that, I think that's like a scientific thing, you know. The, um, people... Uh, within the first, what is it, 30 seconds, they have the first impression of you. And um, everything from then stems out, you know. So um, people kind of, based off past experiences, based off everybody else that they have met, they'll kind of peg you for be falling into one of those categories, like right after they meet you, you know. So uh, first impressions definitely matter. I think
1: so. I don't know how much they really matter. One, because you never know at what point you're meeting somebody. You could be meeting them at a very particular phase in their life, mm-hmm. at a very particular mood in their day. And so you, the next time you might see them, might be totally different. Or them five years from now might be very different than your first impression. But I think first impressions can matter if you pay attention.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you're not the kind of person who knows what to look for, or
0: mm-hmm. you're not
1: honest enough to say what you see, Mm-hmm. during the first impression and it's really not doing you any good because mm-hmm. most people they say first impressions are super important and then when they relationship inevitably falls in on itself and you ask them did you see any red flags they say oh well yeah i guess i did but i, I thought it wasn't a big deal or i, mm-hmm. I kind of put it out of my mind so it's like all right so the first impression didn't matter because you're just going to ignore everything anyway so you yeah. might as well go in blind
2: mm-hmm. i i agree with that um You made a good point and it is like especially like first dates when you go on first dates you're trying to present yourself to be uh, the ideal person Mm. that this person wants to see again but at the same time it's like you can't fake energy you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that that energy introduces itself to you uh, first and foremost, right. so that that first impression to me and I mean to you guys, because you're very in tune with energy as well, especially you and Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that that is a very uh, powerful.
1: I think first impressions are a great opportunity to look for things going wrong. Mm. you're not necessarily looking for the good stuff. Because you might not see that till later down the line. You, know, you don't know somebody's character or how they interact with their mom or nothing. You're just yeah. looking to see if this person is a psychopath. Yeah. So if they keep, you know, and they keep putting their knife under the table and you can't see what their hands are doing. <laughs> and they always, if they leave you with the bill first thing, yeah. they don't even go to pay for it. Then you know, all right, something's wrong here. Kind of yeah. like when you go in for your first psych session. Your mm-hmm. counselor, they don't know you. Mm. they just looking to see, okay, how crazy is this person? Mm-hmm. Are they completely insane? And then they kind of get a, a gauge on where you're at. Yeah. So, first impressions are good for that. You yeah. just want to know, am I going to make it home if I hang out with this person?
2: That's true. <laughs> or do I want to see this person ever <laughs> do again? Do I want to see
1: them again? Yeah. Are they going to follow me home? You are they going to try and follow me home? Exactly. Ooh, exactly. You, and you never one. know. Some people, I saw this article earlier today. This girl and this guy met on Instagram. They go to a concert. They drive him back together. Apparently, they get into some sort of argument. And he ends up killing her. Oh, my goodness. You know? That's so, that, that obviously, that was their first time meeting and She did not know anything about this mm-hmm. guy. And all of a sudden, during that first argument, he just switched. Mm-hmm. So, you got to pay attention to kind of where people are at. And if they're on the bad side, you want to pick up on that fast.
0: Are you single or in a situation?
1: Um,
2: I just got out of a relationship a couple months ago. Um, Right now, I'm single. Um, I was in a relationship. I was in the longest relationship I've ever been in, Mm -hmm. um, which was three years. And um, it ended on a bad note. Um, And so right now, I'm just trying to uh, just get back in touch with myself, you know, focus on poetry. That was something I wasn't able to do when I was uh, in a relationship Mm -hmm. as much because, you know, a relationship is like a job, man. It is. Yeah, it's work. You know, to be in a relationship is work. You got to compromise with people. You got to mm-hmm. find time and all of that stuff mm-hmm. with them. And so, like, uh, in, the re- in that relationship, I wasn't able to fully en- envelop myself in poetry, mm-hmm. in which I think that I can do now. So, I mean, uh, I'm not in a, in a situation anymore either. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm just just going with it, man. You know, free. just free. <laughs> you know, free to be me. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: But what qualities would you say you look for in a potential partner?
1: Uh, Intelligence. Intelligence is a big one for me because if you, I don't want to be mean, but there are certain people in the world that's just kind of dumb. You can't really have an interesting, in-depth conversation with them. They don't really have any original thoughts about the world. They're not going to bring a unique point of view to you. Mm-hmm. If you can't do those things, then this is going to get real boring real fast. It don't matter how pretty you are. It don't matter how much money you got. Mm-hmm. So you got to at least be intelligent. And if you are smart enough and you funny, then we could probably work with a lot of other stuff where you may be lacking. So mm-hmm. probably intelligence in a sense of humor is where I start. That
2: is very interesting that you said that because um, I was like, I mean, I wasn't trying to date anybody like, right out of my relationship, but... Um, I did meet some people and hang out, and then I met this this chick, and she is just not like that. She's not that intelligent in the way that I would like her to be. I wouldn't say that she's she's dumb, you know, but it's like we can't have these deep conversations, and that's something that that I need. Right. You know what I mean? Like I need. Someone I can have deep conversations with. And so intelligence is definitely something. And even if even if it's like we don't even have to agree.
0: Mm. Okay. You know,
2: it's just that if you are intelligent enough to question what I'm saying mm-hmm. and then have and then back it up wow. and we can have a debate, mm. then that I, I, I value that, you know, mm. even more than us being on the same page. If you can debate with me, then that's that's something I definitely look for. And sense of humor, oh my god, if you don't have a sense of humor then.
0: If you can't laugh, I mean, life is hard. You
1: need a break. It's impossible if you can't. I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Viktor Frankl was in a concentration camp during World War II, and he said the number one thing about surviving was your ability to keep your sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Because if you had that, you had a little bit of life, you had a little bit of hope. So Mm -hmm. she got to be able to make you laugh, or he, whatever your partner of choice may be. Mm -hmm. But intelligence, I need you to be smarter than me. Because yes. I don't make the best decisions. Yes. So I'm going to need somebody to guide this shit because it ain't going to be me. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is. And it is important to have someone
2: that is... Um at least as, as smart as you believe yourself to be or smarter than you believe yourself to be mm-hmm. because uh, they, could, it, they could definitely inspire you or push you in a right. way that you need to go. Like mm-hmm. That was one thing that I valued a lot in my, my last relationship was that my ex-girlfriend, she pushed me a lot into the direction that I'm going in now. Mm-hmm. Like Without her, I wouldn't have done poetry at all. You right. know? And so that is like something that I, I would definitely need in a relationship as well
0: then would you say that it's important that the person you're in a relationship with see the person that you want to be? Because remember, Bodhi, we spoke about the people that exist in various people. Mm -hmm. There's the person who you are, the person who you want to be, and the person who you think you are. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in a relationship with someone who can see the higher self in you, isn't that magic?
2: It is. Mm -hmm. It can be dangerous, though. Because you fall in love with the potential of someone Mm -hmm. then you tend to look past who they are right now and and it could be a very good thing like I said in my last relationship uh Mm -hmm. she saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself Mm -hmm. and pushed me to be that but I have seen a lot of people fall in love with like this person could be great Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. right now like they don't see it and they don't even want it So it's like if they don't even want it for themselves, and all I see is how good they can be, but they don't even want to be that good, Mm -hmm. then that is a very slippery slope. Mm -hmm. But it is a very amazing thing to have someone that that sees that potential in you and pushes you towards it. You just got to be willing to accept it.
1: I agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you want to look for orientation, I think. Mm -hmm. Because... Everybody has potential to be better. Yeah. Okay. You want to look at what direction they're heading in. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily where they are, but kind of where they're pointed. Mm -hmm. Because you want to look at what they are compared with where they were last year, the year before, and the year before that. Mm -hmm. Because that tells you what direction they're heading in. So they might not be good yet, Mm -hmm. but they working working on it. it. They fixing it up. So if you see that, then you know you got someone that you don't have to get them to start working on Mm -hmm. themselves. You Mm -hmm. don't have to make them into what they could be. Because they're already doing it. And they should already be doing that solo apart mm-hmm. from you. Because otherwise you just develop codependency. Yes. Where if, if I'm not here, this person is just going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And then you're not really in love. You're more like a caretaker for that person. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, mm-hmm. that's some weird stuff you usually don't want to get into. Because oh, it gets yeah. super unhealthy.
2: You don't want to take care of grown people, man. Mm-hmm. Especially grown people setting their ways already. And like, the, the one thing that I feel like um, that people unfortunately more so women than men um they feel like they can change people Mm. and change like grown people already set in their ways and they'd be like oh well they just need the right person to change them and it's like some people are so set in their ways already that all all you're really gonna do is end up changing yourself Mm. because like they're gonna their energy is gonna bring you down and then you are going to be in a place to where it's though why can't I change this person? You know what I mean? And it's going to end up altering you more than you alter them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, yeah.
0: It's funny that you say that. So I was in a really, really bad relationship. And my mom was onto it from the onset. And she said to me, honey, you're the sacrificial lamb in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you aren't going to do any saving. You're mm-hmm. going to do a lot of dying here. Mm-hmm. Leave. Mm-hmm. And it's, You don't get it. You know, when you're in that position, you're like, oh, I'm doing a good thing. I'm trying to help somebody. But you're giving so much of yourself away that it's not worth it.
1: Right. Right. It's not worth it. And allowing somebody to abuse and take advantage of you isn't helping them. Mm -hmm. You're helping them to practice their worst impulses, which they aren't willing to part with. Mm-hmm. So giving somebody a punching bag ain't going to convince them to be a pacifist. It's just going to make them a better boxer. Mm-hmm. So if they're just beating up on you the whole time in the relationship, physically or emotionally, you're just training them to treat people that way. Because mm-hmm. apparently people don't leave when they do treat them that way. Mm-hmm. So you got to have repercussions for people because that's what really trains them, what teaches them a lesson. All the Some of the best things I probably learned from women is when they told me, no, or I won't tolerate this. Mm-hmm. That's probably when I had the most growth. Yep. is when they said you can do that if you want to but I'm not going to have any part of it yep. and then I said oh okay you can't behave this way mm-hmm. and have people put up with it yep. so you better make a change
2: That like that's one thing that I very much appreciate in, a, in women knowing what they will tolerate and knowing that this is not who I am and this is not what I will take from anyone right. regardless of how I feel about you if you do this if, if this happens I'm not going to be part of it and and Then someone said that to you, then you were talking to a strong woman.
1: Yup. Yeah, yeah. Because y'all can be in love all day, but you might not be right for each other right now. Exactly. What does love got to do
0: with it? See, I heard you talk about compromise earlier on. When in a relationship,
2: what are you willing to compromise on? I'm willing to compromise on, I mean, little things like, uh, going to movies that I don't want to see, you know, just trivial things you can compromise on, but also like, being willing to um meet in the middle like um you have a disagreement you know Mm um Mm -hmm. i'm wrong you wrong we can find our middle ground and compromise to where it's though neither one of us have to be the bad guy or neither one of us has to win an argument Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just that we can we can find common ground and then compromise from there you know Mm -hmm. um it it Relationships are a lot of compromises and like picking your battles, you know, and like, mm-hmm. um, you never want to compromise your true values of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you don't want to compromise. Of. So I would say if it goes farther than just the trivial things or just um, trying to pick battles, then you shouldn't compromise who you are for mm-hmm. anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's what I'm more willing to compromise mm-hmm. on.
0: Bodhi, would you compromise happiness for the success of a relationship?
1: Would I compromise happiness? Yeah. You have to compromise happiness for the sake of it. Because you're not going to be happy all the time, because there's some stuff that you're going to have to do that's not going to be fun. Because mm-hmm. you're both going to have to grow up in this relationship, and you're both going to have to grow together. And who you are today ain't going to make it 50 years into a marriage. Because you're not built for it yet. You've got to figure it out. Not only do you have to fall in love, you have to grow in love. Yes. And growth is uncomfortable. I don't know if you've ever heard of growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not fun. But there's a richness in it. So, I don't think your goal in the relationship should be, oh, I just want to be happy all the time. If you want to be happy, go do drugs. That'll that'll make you happy as can be. Every time. Or you could get an escort if you just want to be happy Mm -hmm. because she'll play the role. Mm -hmm. And then everybody could be happy. She's making money and you have company. Mm -hmm. No, you're here for the struggle if you want a relationship because you'd probably be happier if you were single. Mm -hmm. Same thing as if you had a kid. You'd probably be happier without a kid. But you chose to struggle because it's more meaningful. So I think you should always be willing to sacrifice happiness. Now you shouldn't sacrifice it for anything, because mm-hmm. a lot of people give up their happiness just to fight, mm-hmm. and they're not even arguing about nothing. Mm-hmm. They, that's what you're giving up your happiness for. Then you made a bad deal. But if you can give up your happiness to grow with another person, that's 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 a good deal, I think. And there's there's sometimes there's circumstances where you might have to give up your happiness. You know, my father was in the military. Mm-hmm. If we together and I get deployed. We just gonna break up, mm-hmm. cause if we in a relationship, you're not gonna be happy when I'm gone for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So what's the choice? Do you choose happiness or do you choose the relationship?
2: Well, I got a question about that. Um, you're talking about short term happiness or long term happiness? Mm-hmm. Because if you if I'm in a relationship and I'm I'm not happy to where as though I'm with this person, but they're they're draining me you know right. what I mean and right. I mean I'm not gonna compromise or I'm ask you would you compromise that long term happiness like uh, or like like you say like oh if I get deployed are we gonna break up you're not gonna be happy right now but right. overall you're happy with right. that person because mm-hmm. you're growing mm-hmm. so it's like would you compromise long term happiness to be with someone
1: I don't think so because if, if y'all are not happy now y'all not gonna be happy later mm-hmm. so it's not like mm-hmm. you can always just give up Happiness in the short term and stay with a toxic person so you can get happier later. Mm -hmm. Because you were bad from the root. Like, y'all are not a good match for each other. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, it's about what you are sacrificing that happiness in service of. Mm -hmm. If you are sacrificing your happiness in service of placating somebody, in service of not being lonely, in service of keeping having to move out of somebody's house... You giving up your happiness for a very short-sighted goal, mm-hmm. but if you're doing it for the long-term goal of what this relationship could be and will be, then I think that's a much safer bet
2: yeah I agree with that something that we've all had to go through is self discovery mm. and self love you know cause like you gotta find happiness within yourself mm-hmm. before you can even try to find happiness in someone else right. because if you put your happiness in someone else mm-hmm. then you're gonna be let down a lot man and especially like uh like if you haven't found that self love that you will let like you let them do whatever they want yep. to you and you will accept it because your happiness is in them right. not in yourself right. you know and uh, that's that's a very dangerous thing mm-hmm. to separate to, to separate your happiness from you yes you know mm-hmm. yeah. it's yeah
0: that's a powerful gospel because mm-hmm. what I'm getting people in my life to recognize when it comes to relationship advice is where are you placing your happiness mm-hmm. is it in your job is it in your money is it in your house your car Because those things can get taken away. Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. things can disappear. Mm -hmm. And if they're not there, are you happy? Can Mm -hmm. you make yourself happy? Where are your happiness limits? Can we shift happiness from being an external thing to more of it being an internal conversation with yourself, (laughs) a relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Self-love, yeah? Right. Yes.
2: Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Talking about self. A relationship with self and self-awareness are some of the key components that affect how two people relate. Would you say that you have a relationship with yourself and that you're self-aware?
1: I feel like that's something I'm constantly working on. Just Mm -hmm. for me personally, I do feel like you have to develop a relationship with yourself. I Mm -hmm. do think you have to increase the knowledge and understanding of yourself before you can have a proper relationship. Relationship with somebody else, mm-hmm. even just at the basic level of self awareness, in terms of knowing what you need and mm-hmm. what your impulses are and what your desires are. Because if you do an autopsy of your past relationships, you'll figure out, Oh, I needed this that I wasn't getting, that's why the relationship went wrong. But I didn't know that that's what I was looking for in this person, that they didn't have to give me. So, you really do have to know and grow in yourself in order to ever be with someone else, and you might not always be with someone else. That's the other reason why you have to know yourself. It starts. Mm-hmm. And ends to some extent with you because you're the only one you're going to be stuck with for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Other people will come and go at the end of the day. So I do feel like that's probably one of the most important places to start. I just think it's trickier than most people think Mm -hmm. because we could say self-knowledge. We could say get to know yourself, but what does that mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You said finding yourself... It sounds easy,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: but it is. It is not. It is yeah. painful. It is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I could say that helped me a lot was isolation. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I knew who I was in the context of my group of people who I which in which I was in. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I was able to, I mean, it wasn't on my even on my own. I had to be forced isolated away from that. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't have these people around me anymore. Who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. who is that person? Who is the person that I have to stare in the mirror, you know, and um, getting in touch with that person and letting that person be, Mm -hmm. that is like the best liberation that you can have. And that is the best thing that you could bring into a relationship because you don't want somebody to fall in love with this person that you think you are. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like, and, and then you don't want to be like trying to get to know someone that's putting up a facade especially like because of what you said Like some people met on Instagram right. and then they got together and then they ended up in a very bad situation right. mm-hmm. because Instagram is a facade mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's not who you are mm-hmm. so it's like if you're talking to someone and they're putting up that facade or if you're putting up that facade you're not really getting to know mm-hmm. someone as to who they are right. and if they don't even know who they are then it's it's, it's pointless from the jump. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and see, the other good part that you brought up is once you've started to figure out yourself, now you have something to bring to the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm Because now what you can do in the context of the relationship is help the other person figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. Because you can't do everything from the inside, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because check this out. If you're just sitting in your car... And you look around, you see the AC, you see the steering wheel, you see the brakes, you might think you know what your car looks like. Mm. But if somebody said, Hey, what color is your car? You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So someone else gotta be able to sit on the outside and say, Hey, you know, you don't even have windshield wipers. Yeah. Your rims are dented. Yeah. You know, so you have you have to have someone to bounce those ideals off of. So you mm. could say, actually, let me explore this thought. Cause I I thought I I like this movie. Let me let me actually talk about it and have a conversation. I thought I wanted to do this, but all of a sudden when I'm here, I feel dysregulated. Mm. Oh, I've been through this pattern over ten years. Why does this keep reoccurring? And now you have someone who can sit on the outside and take notes and say, "Oh no, you've done this before. Mm-hmm. See, you don't notice because you were fish in water. It all just looked natural to you. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not fish in water, so I can yeah. tell you, okay, this is the kind of environment that you continue placing yourself in. Yeah. These are the kind of people that you keep gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. I know you say that you're growing up and changing, but you still keep gravitating towards these same homies every week every time they got a problem you are always there but you're not going to catch that because you're going to justify it to yourself yeah. you're going to say well, well we grew up together blah 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 she, she don't care about ahead. that your mm-hmm. partner don't care about that because she not she not from it mm-hmm. she don't have the attachments to these people so she can give you the objective point of view so that's why it's always good to have a partner mm-hmm. and a degree of self-awareness because now if you don't have self-awareness you're just interested in looking at them yeah
0: at <laughs> what point mm-hmm. in a relationship do you introduce someone to your friends and family Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like ideally right away. It kind of depends. It depends on how you feel that person out, but the reason you want to get them around friends and family early is so they can see the things that you aren't seeing. Mm-hmm. But that also depends on how you are with your friends and family. Because if you if your homeboys can't tell you nothing, mm-hmm. if you don't listen to your mom and dad, then there's no point. Mm-hmm. But if you can, as soon as you think it's going to be something that's actually like serious, this isn't just like a summer fling, mm-hmm. then why not go ahead and get it out of the way? That way you can at least get some feedback or you can at least see how they interact. Mm-hmm. Because if you she come into your mama's house and she don't even greet her.
2: Mm.
1: Oh no! Mm-mm. Oh, a big problem just emerged. We can't do that. <laughs> you put your feet on, mama on my mama's table. <laughs> oh, you said what to my daddy? Oh no 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 no! We yeah. gotta figure some stuff out now because you don't want to run into that. Ten years in, y'all done got married and now we at the wedding table looking at each other awkward. Yeah, (laughs) that's not a good thing to find out after you already signed the paperwork. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, So
2: I, uh, I think it's different for different people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and I got, I keep referencing my past relationship because I just got out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing about it is that um, it took a long time Mm. for us to even introduce each other to people that we knew. Right. you know because we're just we we were just like private people. Right. I mean granted yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't like I can introduce her to everybody because yep. that's like three people. You know what <laughs> I mean? and all uh, my my parents, I mean my mom is not even in the state, so that's right. not even an option either. So but people can be like private people or as though mm-hmm. they just enjoy each other's company and um, they they people can be awkward around other yeah. people. You know what I mean? But I do think that there is Point to where as though you do, like you said, um, have to introduce them to other people to see how they interact Mm -hmm. in social settings, Mm -hmm. like if how they get along with your parents. Um, Everybody, like everybody's girlfriend, don't get along with their friends, man. And I mean, and that could be a good thing, Uh, that can be a a troublesome thing, more so troublesome than good thing, but um, you gotta at least do that experiment, you know what I mean? And then uh, as a uh, you got a real like. You got to see if your girl or your friends know this person from other places right. so that they can put you down. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, that was shorty from the party that was in the back room hey, doing uh, this and this and that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, I'm from Baltimore. You know, that is like <laughs> definitely a thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Not saying that she's wrong for doing whatever she did when I did not know her. That's completely fine. Right. But there is definitely a, a vetting process mm-hmm. that you do with your partner that you need to do, especially with your parents, man. Especially yes. with your mama. Yeah. You know, you, yep. you gotta introduce them to your mama because if your mama don't like them, then your mama always wants what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not saying that your mama's always gonna be right, but if mm-hmm. your mama get that like energy, like I said, energy always introduces itself first. Mm-hmm. And your mama done been around way longer than you have. She knows something about energy and people's energy, mm-hmm. especially bringing around their kids. Right. So if they don't get along with your mama off the bat, then maybe you need to really re, uh, refocus on what right. you really want. Mm.
0: Speaking of the vetting process, you've probably been asked by someone you were dating how many people you've had sex with. Oh. We're not going to put that number on glass for the <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: But how relevant do you think this question is for a new relationship? That question specifically, it depends. I feel like
1: there's a more relevant question, which is, have you been tested and what's your status? True. Mm -hmm. If you can answer those two questions, I don't really care as much about how many people you've been with. Like, if you've been with 50 people in the past year, maybe that's a little crazy. Maybe that might tell me, you you like like to have some fun. I ain't going to judge, you like to have a little bit of fun. But what I'm concerned about is, what are you bringing in here? Mm -hmm. So, are you clean? Have you been tested? When was the last time? And maybe something like, "Are you? Are you? Have you used protection with your past partners?" Mm-hmm. If we got those things out of the way, you just be a nosy after that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I agree. I agree. I um, agree. That is actually a question that I tend to avoid um, mm-hmm. when talking to someone. I don't need to know, and you definitely don't need to know from me because it's not something that. Uh, that's something it's not something that you should be touting around like it especially in like circles of men right like circles of men that comes up a lot and like men just tout this number around like mm-hmm. like that it makes them the greatest person of, of life but it's like some men like someone someone told me something like you just be having sex with all of these people like you don't um have any self-esteem mm. and that hit me mm-hmm. and i was like what does she mean by that and it's like you just giving your body to anybody that wants it. All right. You know what I mean? And it's like, that is, that's something that, that made me think about it. Now, on the other side of that, you should be, you, you're able to have sex with whoever you want, mm-hmm. whenever you want, as long as it's consensual. Right. So, um, the fact that if you have sex with uh, 50 people in a year, mm-hmm. that's on you, like you said, as long as they safe, as long as you get tested, like... Then have sex with as many people as you want. I don't really care. You know what I mean. And and I don't really need to know how many people you had sex with. You know because mm-hmm. that's that's your business. You know and mm-hmm. uh, and then that will definitely give rise to more insecurities oh she's had sex with 50 people this year how do I stack up Um, (laughs) right you know like am I even pleasing her like why does she need to have sex with this many people am I just one of these people and she's having sex with everybody else it's like it's gonna give rise to more questions than it is the answer and the issue
1: is you gonna lie anyway (laughs) <laughs> you're not finna tell the truth when that question gets asked Somebody's gonna know. tell the truth It ain't gonna be you yeah. Cause if you if think it to yourself Oh should I ask this question You already know when she asks you Or mm-hmm. when he asks you You finna lie yeah. You finna deduct some numbers yeah. You finna bump some up. You not gonna mention that one last week That she mm-hmm. actually know Cause they work together You gonna lie We yeah. know this from like the cheating statistics You can look at the cheating statistics Generally men cheat more than women mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Depends on what you count as cheating because if you count anything physical as cheating, not just having sex, women cheat just as much as men. Mm. But if you ask them, do you cheat? They'll say, well, we didn't have sex, so no. Mm. So what's the point in asking a question when well, you're going to lie to me anyway? Let's mm. stop playing games. Let's get to the real what we actually care about. <laughs> Is this <it> safe? <laughs> okay, it safe? cool. We got that out of the way. Is it safe?
0: I think for me, it's more of an energy rating. Mm. Okay. Mm. Sex is an energy exchange. Okay. On a spiritual level, I'm giving something of myself that I probably won't get back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I ask you how many people have you slept with, I want to know how many people I'm sleeping with when I sleep with you because mm-hmm. you're carrying the energy of those people in your body. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is like sacred level. Are you having sex with everyone that you're kicking it with, dating, right. kind of whatever? Who are you giving your energy to? And when you're intimate with me, how am I receiving that energy? And how am I connecting to that energy? Because eventually, like it or not, it does affect my life. Mm-hmm. It affects all the chains in like, my career, you know, my ambitions, my goals. I'm carrying the people's energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And that may say something about standards as well. Because mm-hmm. if I ask you, how many people do you sleep Are you sleeping with everybody you know? Then, what am I? I Imagine another one on the list? Mm -hmm. You know, then that tells me something about what this relationship will be going into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you're very selective, then maybe I need to know that this is probably something a lot more important to you when we get into it. Mm Because you say you've only slept with one person in five years. Mm -hmm. All right, so maybe I need to take this seriously.
2: Yeah, that that that's definitely a good point that both of you guys just made. And Paul just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that she energy just blew my mind with the energy thing. You never thought and of it that way. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Um and then what you say like the standards thing too. But I'm going to throw in devil's advocate. I feel as though people you 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 people have sex. You okay. know, people be doing. I never seen. You know. It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It happens, bro. <laughs> I don't believe It's <laughs> out there. <laughs> I don't believe okay. um,
2: And so, like, um, I don't think that anyone should be shamed or be ashamed of the amount of mm-hmm. people that they have had sex with yes. um, to do what you want because there's so many times throughout our history, so many places right now where you can't have sex with certain people, you can't have sex with people that you're attracted to. Some places it's illegal to have sex with the people mm-hmm. that you are attracted mm-hmm. to. You know, so I feel as though if you have the freedom to have sex with whoever whomever you want, then do it. You know what I mean? As long as you're doing it safely, you know. So it's all about the safety, you know. But it's also all about the freedom. Let me
0: turn up the heat a little
1: bit. Ooh. It's hot. Ooh. <laughs> turn it up.
0: <laughs> Cheating is inexcusable. However, in order to build healthy relationships, conversations aimed at seeking answers regarding why it happens right. are important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In college reference, and I attempted to answer the question, why do women cheat? Mm. We came up with answers ranging from boredom, fear <laughs> of hurting another by breaking up with them, mm-hmm. variety. Mm-hmm. Sometimes relationships become monotonous. Mm-hmm. What do you guys define as cheating? <laughs>
1: I think you, you probably know when you're doing something you got no business doing. Mm-hmm. You could just go by your nana's rule or your mama's rule, exactly what she told you. If you wouldn't be able to tell other people what you did and be proud of that, you probably got no business doing that. Mm-hmm. Like If you feel some sense of shame, you might not should be there. That doesn't mean you necessarily did something wrong, but that's probably your spider sense tingling. That's probably that's your probably inner voice saying, hey, yeah. buddy, we, we don't need to be in this space. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be with this person. We don't need to be doing this activity. Yeah. So you, you pretty much know if you have any degree of self-awareness. The problem is you're hiding from yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't know how you got into that situation.
0: But I think there's conscious cheating. Mm-hmm. I think there are people out there who are aware right. of what they're doing and right. who intentionally go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to have a conversation with myself about whether cheating is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't know both sides to the story, then you don't have the full picture. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to defend cheating and say, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay to cheat. Mm-hmm. But maybe there are some things. What if you've tried to break up with someone who's like, no, we can make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, and they won't let you go, and they've threatened to, in worst case scenarios, kill themselves mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you leave. And mm. you almost feel prisoner to the relationship. Mm. Then you consciously
2: cheat, right? Mm. That's a that's a very interesting point. Um, being like held hostage mm. in a situation mm-hmm. to where as though you feel like you're gonna like breaking up with this person would be more detrimental than just going and try to do your own thing on mm. the side. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been in situations like that. It's mm-hmm. um it's very um it's it's, it's very heavy. Right. You know, for trying to do that but at the same time it's like um like like you said like it, it, it I've, I've always seen memes if you're deleting messages then you're cheating right you know, <laughs> you're, like, if you're you're deleting anything like that then you're cheating right. um there are there are situations to where though that would happen uh you you feel like it, the person is clinging on to you but you don't want to, like, break up with them because Mm -hmm. of something that they might do, but you still want to be happy and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel as though communication is always the key to Mm -hmm. where though if you're, if you tell them, like, yo, well, I'm not happy and I got to go do my own thing, if they still willing to stay, then that's on them. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're telling them, like, oh, I want to leave and they don't want to let you leave, we'll be like, well, I'm still going to do me. And they still willing to stay. I don't think it's cheating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all about like communicating to that person. But if you're just completely not telling anybody what you're doing and then you go out and do it, then yeah, I feel like that's definitely cheating.
1: Yeah, and it's about foresight, too, because I think sometimes if you get yourself in a situation like that or if a situation like that arrives, it's not to say that cheating isn't understandable. Mm-hmm. It can be perfectly understandable sometimes. We I mean, mm-hmm. you look at a situation, and that's not to say we excuse it, mm-hmm. but we get how these choices were made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the situation we're in might mean that something went wrong earlier in this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the same way you could say, I understand why someone might rob a store to bring home food for their family. Mm-hmm. That doesn't excuse it. But we know from the simple fact that they're robbing a store that something went wrong further back. Mm. Somebody should have been helping this person further back. Some conversation should have been had further back. Some tools should have been developed further back. So if you ever had a point in the relationship where there is something that if your partner knew about, they would not want to be in that relationship or things would not be happy, that means there was probably a problem at step two. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there was a problem from the beginning because you actually Mm. weren't compatible people. Because if there wasn't a problem at the root already then maybe you just need to work it out. Maybe Mm -hmm. cheating isn't the answer because this is just something that developed naturally in the relationship because of the situation. In which case, you might just have to work through it.
2: Yeah, and uh, uh, like I said, communication is always key. Like mm-hmm. you said, if you had a problem in the beginning, right. you got to break it up. You know what I mean? Because if you let stuff fester, that's how people start cheating because they'd be like, oh, well, I don't think that they understand it. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you have a conversation about it? Ever. Did you talk to them about it and mm-hmm. tell them that this is something that I feel like I don't like in our relationship, something I think that should change in our yeah. relationship? And if you have these conversations with these people and they still refuse to change, then you got a decision to make.
1: Yeah, you exactly. know what
2: I mean? Then you then you got to cut that and then you got like conscious cheating whereas whole, I'm going to go get what I need to do over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. Very might be an unpopular opinion. Okay. When we talk about men and you. cheating. Um, I'm sorry guys <laughs> that I have to say it. But <laughs> sometimes Makes men sense. cheat just because they just nothing wrong with their woman. They just mm-hmm. need something different. Mm. and it's not saying that it's right not saying that it's excusable mm-hmm. but it's like because men possess this capacity to just completely have sex and be disconnected from it mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. to whereas so though I know women can do that too but women have more of a capacity to uh, tie more emotions to sex and I'm, I could be wrong um, mm-hmm. but um, I, that's what I've I've researched and, and, and seen
0: okay. So do you guys then think that we're in a generation of weak moral compass? It's hard to be with the same person doing the same thing and it gets boring. So let's open up our relationships and have these so-called open relationships. What do you think? What's happening with our generation? I don't
1: think it's a weak moral compass. Because that's because you go back two, three generations, people stuck it out for 50 years, but there was a whole lot of cheating going on. Mm. We all know Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta. She just said the movement is more important than my marriage. Yes. Mm. Okay, so yes. let's not act like the older generation, oh, they always just stuck it out. Everything mm-hmm. was perfect. Everybody mm-hmm. was happy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a moral weakness. I think it's a, a simple fact that we have more variety than before. Mm-hmm. We live in an interconnected generation. Yeah. This is the first generation to grow up on the internet. Mm-hmm. And no other generation could you swipe right on somebody from Bangkok and fly out to go see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the older generations, you had whoever was in your town. Yeah. Your graduating class is probably about your options. Yeah. right? But in this generation, you have cars, planes, cell phones, and social media. Mm-hmm. So you see everything. So you know, oh, he got a homegirl who lives across town who goes to the other school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go holler at her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go holler at a girl. We don't even live in the same state. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's that. It's it's that when people have a lot of variety, it can be hard to commit. Mm -hmm. Because they say, well, there's always that next thing. Or I might always find something else. Or I just want to have both. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's necessarily a weak moral compass. We just haven't learned how to work with. Having this much variety and deciding, well, what do you actually want and what could be the repercussions? Because previous generations never talked about polyamory.
2: Yeah. This
1: generation mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Just because we're talking about it don't mean that that's what we actually going to want to do. Mm-hmm. This might be a trial and error. And we might say in 30 years, hey, nah, that was not the move. Yeah. Or yeah. we might say it turns out for, you know, 10, 15% of people, that actually does work as a more sustainable, healthy arrangement than for, you know, 85% of people.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And um, we live okay. in a time of a more accepting time, of a more inclusive time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a more time where as though people are way more willing to be open with what they want mm-hmm. and be upfront with it. And there are more like-minded people to be like, I accept that because right. I want that as well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we live in a very interconnected time to where as though those people can find each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's like, like you said, like there'd be in your little town, you'll want to have an open relationship, but nobody else in your town does. Hmm. But the next town over does, you know, but you'll never see that person Mm -hmm. because you're confined to where you are. But it's like you said, like now, I can go on the internet, I can get in the chat room where everybody's looking for that. Mm -hmm. You know, we can all meet up Mm -hmm. tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We can meet up right now, and we can all just have a big party. You know what I mean? And people are more open with it, people are more accepting of it, and people are more comfortable with it because it does come with some with some shame to have these like non-conventional um, um, urges or non-conventional uh, views on relationships.
0: Valentine's Day, corny oh. or not?
1: You're corny or not. Valentine's Day is a holiday. You're corny. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day is a corny. And I'm not with this wave of like fake Valentine's hate where mm-hmm. people are just like, oh, Valentine's Day is a corporate holiday. Mm-hmm. Love is just a chemical reaction. This is all man-made. Mm-hmm. You're just lonely. You Mm -hmm. mad because nobody wants you. Sit down and eat your nasty candy. Now, the candy is (laughs) disgusting. Them little chocolate, little chalky hearts, those are terrible. But I think it's good to have a day where we celebrate love. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best, most purest things we have. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we have a whole day where you can just celebrate that and Mm -hmm. people will just try and find the people that they got crushes on and give them gifts and stuff. I feel like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. The only problem is women don't give men gifts enough. Mm -hmm. If you like me, show it. Mm -hmm. Bring me some. Bring yeah. the chocolate. Take me out. And then we
2: good. I, um, I completely disagree with you, my man. Mm. And I'm sorry that I have to do it. You could be wrong. I am one of those people... I do think that it's a corporate holiday and people are taking advantage of people's chemical react. I do think that that's what it Cause is. Because you're single. And I, and I really... I'm saying now. But no, but that's the thing. To whereas though, like when I was in a relationship, okay. um, we both felt the same way. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's Day was not even something that we celebrated. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it, it puts a lot of pressure on people to buy gifts. It, it, it definitely uh, has been... Um, exploited by corporations to where as though they know that people are going to buy these expensive gifts on this day, so they're going to flood you with all of these, all these sales and all these ads and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. to where as though if we going to celebrate love, bro, let's celebrate love every day you know what I mean let's let's, let's just be in love and love each other and if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna write you a poem let me write you a poem I ain't gonna write you a Valentine's Day poem you Mm -hmm. know I ain't gotta get you a card on Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get you a card because I love you you know what I mean and like I do feel as though I mean what you said is valid Mm -hmm. like I think Celebrating love is a very good thing, mm-hmm. and, 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 and and what you said, I I, I don't completely disagree with right. you, you know. What I mean. <laughs> but you know, you know what
1: I mean. Uh, you know, for dramatic effect, I mean, uh-huh. I, 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 I for the, for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah, but uh, but
2: I do think that it's a very good thing to celebrate, but, but to have a specific day for it is definitely a corporate greed type thing.
1: Okay, but here's why I think holidays are important. Mm. We could say, let's just walk with this spirit in us. 24 365. Most of y'all is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you get in the Christmas spirit for about a week. But as soon as January 3rd come around, mm-hmm. all that stuff is gone. Bills, Halloween though. is cool for a day. Bills, whatever. It's not hard to do a sincere gesture. It don't have to cost money. And I think mm-hmm. it's good to have a holiday. Because it's a time of the year where you can sit and you can really meditate on something. Just like Ramadan. You can fast any time. But Ramadan is a time for you to set aside, Mm -hmm. specifically a whole month, for you to discipline yourself and have empathy for those who don't have food and Mm -hmm. for you to open up your spiritual being and to cultivate it. Valentine's Day, I feel like it's about how you approach it. It could be a nasty, greedy corporate thing where people are just looking to get free food Mm -hmm. or free chocolate or to impress somebody. But I think what you can use it as is an opportunity to say, hey let's chalk out this whole day and really think about what love is and how important it is because if there was no love half of y'all wouldn't be here mm-hmm. so you, know, that, you might as well make the most out of it get it pop it. it's here already you're not gonna repeal it
2: that is a good that's a very good point that is a very good point I can't disagree with the point that you made mm-hmm. I'm still very much in my stance of, against it I feel because like, of the simple fact that you do have other days to where, like if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. your anniversary should be that day for what? You know for what Valentine's I mean? Day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you expect it too much
2: unless, unless your anniversary is on Valentine's Day because then you hey, you are really have a concrete day that means something to you not right. to everybody else right. this is something to you that mm-hmm. today we decided that we were going to be in this and it's been a whole nother year exactly. that we still in it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then we can meditate on love oh, but yeah. I definitely agree with the whole object of setting aside a day to celebrate a certain thing so that everybody's focused on it right. that's a very good point I agree with that. yes I agree with that yes that's
0: all how do you guys feel about dating people with kids or not dating people with kids <laughs> it
1: depends on the kids
0: <laughs> no, I have to respect other people's kids. Oh, For what? Man. No, I'm saying you trying to spank. Oh no, no, kids. I don't see. I
1: believe in spanking, so we already cool. If your mm-hmm. son is terrible, if he's a little nightmare, I don't want to have nothing to do with it because that came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's either your tested man or you. Mm-hmm. So I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you got a good kid, that kid got a good head on his shoulders. All right, that probably came from somewhere too. I think mm-hmm. it's about what phase in your life you're in. Like mm-hmm. if you're young, mm-hmm. when you like seventeen. Mm-hmm. Being with somebody with a kid, mm-hmm. that's way more responsibility than you probably ready for. Sure. Even when you're older, that's probably way more responsibility than you're ready for. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got to be a serious, you know, sober conversation. Even if you have kids, bringing somebody into your kid's life, that's a big decision. You can't just be dating anybody because the number one way to get your kids hurt or abused mm-hmm. is to have them have a step-parent. Mm-hmm. Kids with step-parents are the most abused children. So you got to be very careful about who you're putting around your kids, who you bringing into their life. So, I think it's something you got to take very seriously. And there's no right answer. You got to really pay attention to figure out, am I ready? Are my kids ready? And is this other person ready? Because this is not a game. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. True. Um, me, personally, I, th- I think that it's uh, it depends on if you have kids or not, like... If I have kids and the other person has kids, that's something that we have in common. Mm -hmm. That's something that we both bring into the table. And then you got a blended family situation. But me personally, uh, I don't have kids. I don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. So trying to date someone that has a kid would be difficult for me. Mm -hmm. You know, because of the fact that it's like, I don't know where I fit in. Do I got to like, do I like try to help you take care of your mm. kid or do I just like pretend like the kid doesn't even exist? Mm. Like like where do where do I fit into your life and in with your kid? And then right. it's like uh, like then it, that's a whole nother person that I have to get to know mm-hmm. as well that I'm not necessarily know if I'm ready for that or if I'm signing up for that, you know. I mean, you know b- before you get in, involved with someone that has a kid what you're signing up for. Right. But not exactly because you don't know the kid, you don't know the person that they had the kid with. That's a big one. Because that's another thing. Yes. Yes, that's like you. So you you have to you at least get to know two more people. Right. you getting to know her and the kid and then you might have to get to know the kid's father and then it depends on how many kids she has mm-hmm. so it's like a whole different uh, a whole bunch of valuables in it to uh, variables in it to where as though um, I'm not sure if I'm ready for all of that so right. it's so much more easier to date someone without kids because now I'm just getting to know you mm-hmm. you know and then like I said I don't even want kids at all so I'm not a kid person so For me, having kids might be a deal breaker
0: for me. Okay. Yeah. Let's put a loaded question out here.
1: Oof. Sounds scary. Politics. Ooh.
0: Religion. Ooh. Race. Yeah. Age. Mm Mm-hmm. Do these things affect relationships?
1: Yes. They all can, but I feel like it depends on the context for each of them. For instance, political views. We don't have to agree on everything.
0: But if you're voting for the traitor, we
1: can't be together. Mm. But if we if I wanted somebody who would agree with everything I believe, then I just date myself. Mm. Like we don't have to agree. Is it thought out? Do you believe in what you believe in for a reason? Mm. If you just casting pointless votes for your party or for your gender, or for your race, or for your cult or whatever, that's kinda whack. Mm. But if you have it thought out and we just come to a disagreement, I can work with that as long as we don't believe it too totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to live in a repressive theocracy and I want to live in a liberal, free society, maybe we might not should be together. That, mm-hmm. that might not work out. But as if we just disagree, you know, you think, oh, I think Elizabeth Warren is good. Oh, I think Joe Biden is good. I don't know if that's worth making a big deal out of. You can just understand the person and agree to disagree. At the end of the day, there's probably a million things you disagree on and there's probably more important things to talk about. Mm. See, I think it
2: all comes down to empathy, really. Mm. If you can put yourself in someone else's shoes. So you can you can disagree with me. You can even be a Republican, but do you do you think that black lives matter mm-hmm. you know do you understand the real the, the reason why people say black lives matter right do you believe that that if you're a republican in this day and age and you voted for trump do you believe that trump is a racist mm-hmm. you know what i mean or are you blind to all of these mm-hmm. things? you know what i mean because some people cannot even put themselves in other people's shoes to even be able to see that you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i could not be with someone who has drastic political views because they live in a world where they don't have to deal with certain things right. so they don't see certain things mm-hmm. so these things that I believe in don't exist
1: right. you know
2: mm-hmm. and I've had conversations with people that are like that you know and then it goes with, with religion as well uh, I am not a religious person mm-hmm. um, with uh, com- like general uh, popular religions or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like that Um, to date someone who is like that for me personally it says something about who they are and their character like how deep they're willing to believe certain things you know what I mean and it's like we can have conversations about like I'm more lenient when it comes to religion we can have conversations about it if you feel this way and you believe these Things because it makes you feel a certain way. It, it gives you a certain peace, a certain comfort. My mom is religious. She's very religious. She's mm-hmm. never gonna let that go. Mm-hmm. It gives her peace. It gives her hope. I very much support that. So I would not try to change that about anyone. So I'm more lenient when it comes to that. But when it comes to politics, man, like if you, like I said before, if you are a homophobic, xenophobic, uh, racist, all of those things and nowadays that tends to go along party lines you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so like these like it, that's that's kind of like a deal breaker for me mm-hmm. that if you're not able to put yourself in someone else's shoes to see their point of view mm-hmm. uh to even like like you said uh uh be able to think out and and bring me a debate so that we can talk about this mm-hmm. if you just say oh that doesn't make sense because I, I've never been through it, so it doesn't make sense, so
1: I don't I don't think that it's right, mm-hmm. then I cannot. Right. I agree. Before I came here, I was reading a research article that was talking about comprehension as a key component of love. Mm-hmm. And comprehension is more than just knowing something about somebody. Because mm-hmm. I can know why you're a Democrat or Republican or why you like fishing or why you like ramen or whatever. I can know things about you. But when I understand and comprehend you, understand how you feel and interact with these things, Mm -hmm. why that's motivating for you, why this is important to you, why you would feel moved to vote this way or to act this way or to go to this protest or to not vote for this person. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that comprehension, that knowledge, then you can probably work through, I think, disagreements. You may or may not have to agree on everything. That's up to the person. But you have to have that prerequisite of really understanding the other person. Yes. Let's
0: jump into that taboo topic. Exes. Are you friends with your exes or not? Should you be? Should you not?
1: It, it kind of depends on how you ended up as exes, I think, for some people. Because mm. depending on the circumstances, you may or may not be able to have an, an amicable split. Mm. For me personally, I would like to be and try to be on positive terms with all my exes. Because I dated you and I love you for a reason. I didn't stop loving you just because we broke up. And I still respect and admire the person that you are. That's why I wanted to be with you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I don't have any hard feelings. You know, it's you you are still that beautiful, wonderful person that I fell in love with. We just figured out for whatever reason this was not working for us right now. Mm-hmm. And so let's just go our separate ways. But I would like to ideally, I would always I would always be friends with my ex.
0: Ideally. Monsters. No hell <laughs> hell because if you trash talking your ex what does that say about you you mm-hmm. pick them no some energies are mm-hmm. draining mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. take and take and take from you that like, you have I to see. sometimes cut that cord mm-hmm. and call it a day right like yeah. I ain't trying to bring you here you ain't trying to find out how my life is going no <laughs> Go devil it ain't happening <laughs> not today <laughs> not today <Satan>.
1: uh, <laughs> close that door <laughs> Um,
2: <laughs> I generally don't become friends with my exes um, and that's really just because I haven't had a lot of girlfriends like mm. serious relationships in my life mm-hmm. uh, none of them tend to uh, most of them don't tend to end up really well and so um, generally like I'm not saying that I wouldn't but in my past experiences I have not Right. so I, w- I mean I would but mm-hmm. Like the type of person that I am if I depending on how I really felt about you um, I don't know if I would be able to handle being a friend with some with someone that I've had serious feelings for and then seeing them with other people because mm. um, I mean that says something about who I am as a person mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not saying that that's something that they did that was wrong me personally the way that I love people um, it would be hard for me so I would I would choose to not be friends
1: with an ex. I think that's one of the hardest parts. Because me personally, I still my ex is still my best friend. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only dated one person officially. we still best friends. That's my that's my ride or die. Mm-hmm. Seeing them with other people, that's not the happiest time in the world. And I'm not, mm-hmm. not my best self necessarily in that situation. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. something we're going to work on because we have still that intact friendship underneath it all. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it all kind of depends on how it breaks. Like if it breaks and y'all still friends, maybe so. But if y'all were boyfriend and girlfriend and there's no friendship underneath that then you know go your separate ways Yeah.
0: I think that's very respectable I hear Z saying you know it doesn't end well and I hear you saying sometimes it can end well I think I have a difficulty understanding how to end well <laughs> like that. like how do you politely pack your stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and not yell yeah. over the balcony take your stuff <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know Yeah,
1: I think it only happens when you realize that you're breaking up for a reason. Mm -hmm. And both of y'all, it's not any hard feelings. It's Both of y'all will be happier with other people. That's Mm -hmm. why you broke up. Because Mm -hmm. something is out of whack. That doesn't mean... And if somebody did something wrong, that's when it's harder Mm -hmm. to maintain things. Mm -hmm. Because now it's like, well, maybe we would have been good with each other. But we weren't necessarily the people we needed to be in the relationship at the time. Yeah. That's a little bit harder to process though, and maybe that's something you can circle around to later, or it's mm-hmm. something you never get around to and you just gotta you just gotta take the lump and keep it moving. Yeah. But I do think if you're honest and you're sort of self-aware around the time of the breakup, you can have an amicable one because it's like go on and do better. Mm-hmm. And like do better than me and be happy.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with on this one. Um uh, like I said, I haven't had that many serious relationships mm-hmm. either. And, um, they, like, it's like how it, when it, when it does not end well, it's, it's really, really hard to even, like, start talking again, Mm -hmm. let alone, like, uh, become friends again. And Mm -hmm. then, because then as a... like, um, when it doesn't end well, most likely some, somebody you somebody's trust. Mm. You know, trust is, a, is very important in any kind of relationship, regardless of what it is. So, it's like, it's hard to build trust again. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, like, to try to be, even to be your friend, mm. you got to be able to trust that person. And once they abuse that... In, in an intimate relationship right? it's going to be very hard to be somebody's yep. friend after that you know
1: yeah you know? I 100% agree but that's why they say the best apology is change behavior oh, yes. and I think it's hard to get that friendship back until whatever the reason why you broke up has changed that person has truly become a different person because mm-hmm. then it's not like you're repairing an old friendship it's like you're meeting as different people yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: okay final question and then I want to hear your final thoughts what is the best relationship advice you've ever received?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Communication, man. Talk about things. Don't hold stuff in. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't want to just pull out everything that you think at all times. Um, uh, communication, know how to talk to someone. Um, arguing and yelling over each other not does not necessarily accomplish anything sit down have a conversation about it this is how I feel this is how what you did made me feel Um, don't necessarily uh, go at it when you're still angry about it Um, something that I always used to do um, is if I'm upset I will take some time even if we're in the middle of a conversation and if you say something that upset me I will sit there for like five whole minutes without saying anything because I want to regroup and Mm-hmm. think about what I'm mm-hmm. about to say mm-hmm. cuz I don't want to say anything out of anger and really like cause any more tension than it already mm-hmm. is. So I think the best relationship advice is always communicate with the person that you're with because that's how you build a very strong foundation and trust in all of those
1: things. Mm-hmm. I would say along similar lines, don't argue when you're hungry mm-hmm. or when you're tired mm-hmm. cuz you're not thinking straight mm-hmm. and never fight to win. As if you won in a fight, now you're in a relationship with a loser. Mm. Who well, does that help? Phew. So you should always go into it thinking, "How can I better understand this person, and what are we both working to together?" Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: that is a poem
1: right there, my brain. <laughs> If You ever tried writing poetry? <laughs> I you never did do it. it. Hey, you know,
0: one day, right? hey, you know one day I might.
1: Hey, you just take man, a swing
2: at is. it. You uh, should I'm do That would be
1: awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: For me, I think. Bring that to the table before anything else. Mm. At the end of the day, how you make people feel mm. is what really matters. That's how people remember you. Mm. They don't go, oh you bought me this or oh you did this for me. It's how you make people feel. Mm. And when you're constantly conscious of that and you have relationships on that basis, mm.
2: yep, you got a good thing going. Mm. Got it. Yes. You, good, really you should good. try doing poetry too. I know. I swear. <laughs> you guys will make awesome. Poets, man. Shoot a podcast. (laughs) Shoot a podcast. She's good.
0: She is good. Final thoughts. Come on. What do you guys want for our generation when it comes to relationships? What is your hope? What kind of partners are you looking to meet and to have children with? Because this affects everything. Mm. We're building.
2: Be open-minded. Be willing to accept. Know your standards, do not lower them for people, um, and just be open. Be, be willing to accept love, because um, some people are not, and uh, some people keep trying to give and give and give, but some people are not willing to accept. you got to be willing to accept if you're going to try to be in a relationship with someone, so be open, and like Mpo said, so eloquently
1: realize that you're dealing with human Pay attention to what's going on around you and what you're getting yourself into. Be brave enough to stay and brave enough to leave. Mm -hmm. And have endurance. Because you might have to dug it out for a couple months, Mm -hmm. a couple years, a couple weeks, or one long, long day. Mm -hmm. So be ready.
0: Gentlemen, thank you so much for your energy and for coming into the space and bringing it. We had fun, we laughed, we stupided a little bit. Mm -hmm. some of it's us more made. than others yeah. I own it now <laughs> yeah. have a safe
2: trip back to Mars thank you so much Earth for having us here we love Earth we love the, the air and the water we love the host you are amazing I love listening to your podcast and it is very much an honor to be on it so thank you for the space
1: namaste thank yes. you guys <laughs>
0: Congratulations, you made it through an entire hour of relationship talk. Thank you to Z and Bodhi for sharing your macho energy with our audience. We appreciate you. Conversations like this make a difference when they are well balanced. So, in the third and fourth week of August, we invite the women from Venus. This is particularly special because in South Africa, August is recognized as Women's Month. In next week's episode, Soul Surge, we go over some poetry and spirituality. Stay updated with our activities on Instagram at journeywithmpo. Until then, majoloke, kia ba aloha.